0: Right All right. Now. <laughs> I thought you were going to introduce where we were.
1: <laughs> I am Drew. That is Schmitty, and we are recording this episode of the Minnesota Beercast at the uh, at the Surly Brewing Company, the Surly Destination Brewery, upstairs in their brand spanking new, shiny, sexy pizza parlor. It's
0: Surly Pizza, I think it's being called Surly now. Pizza upstairs. That uh, that voice you hear—that's Ben. Ben is joining us, of course, from Surly, and we've got Bill joining us as well. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It's yeah, fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for. Uh, inviting us out, I'm really excited to uh, try your pizza. So, sir, are we saying is Surly Pizza is that the, the new moniker of the uh, the establishment up here? Uh, Surly Pizza upstairs
2: because we are upstairs. upstairs. Yeah. We're in the space that was formerly occupied by the Brewers' Table, uh, that shut down last summer, and we've completely renovated the space. So it looks completely different. Uh, put it in a pizza oven. We're doing. Um, Kind of New Haven style pizza, which is a, I have a thinner crust with a little bit of body to it, uh, a lot of char. Uh, it char is what it's known for. It's not burnt, but it's got a nice char on it. Well, the oven's at about 625 degrees, and they're cooking them in about four or five minutes. So, let's idea tease is to get that. In I know there's fast. a couple
0: pizzas in yeah. the oven. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get into the pizza in a, a minute. <laughs> awesome. Let's, uh, let's talk about the, the beer. I think you poured me an Orange Julius here. Yeah. What uh, are yeah, you drinking?
2: Uh, orange juice. No. Um, <laughs> so, we've. Just kind of start dipping our toes into the the hazy IPA craze. Um, the kids love that; they the kids do love, love it that. these days. <laughs> Is it
1: fair to call it a craze? Is it, has it reached craze? I think
2: uh, it's even
1: past craze well, at this
2: point. It's a
3: phenom. Well, <laughs> if that's a thing. I think
0: last show we just touched on it briefly, but now it's an officially recognized. Style by the, yeah, the, the BA Brewers Association yeah, that sure that
2: three styles.
0: Yeah. Have, yeah, it's not just good enough to have one <laughs> one recognized hazy IPA style. Yeah, have they've got have the have hazy pale, pale ale,
2: hazy IPA, and then hazy double IPA,
0: which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, what do you? What are your thoughts on on that? Development.
2: I think the fact that every brewery in the world seems to be making them, including the big guys like Sierra, uh, Sierra Nevada, um, Sam Adams. Yeah, um, New Belgium. It's kind of elevated itself past the trend, like like Bill said. And and for the BA to recognize that, I think it makes sense. It makes them relevant um, that people are making it. It also takes away from the, the, the. Big IPA categories at Beer Fest and things sure.
3: like that. Sure. And I mean, the style at this point, I mean, is is exploding. And it, it, it really is being produced just about everywhere. And I mean, it's, it's almost unfair in a competition to try and compare. You know kind of a straightforward west coast style or even just straight up but like american style versus the the kind of new hazy uh northeast new england style ipas is the flavor profile is completely different the way you approach the beer is completely
1: different so it makes sense to have the new styles i think Do you would it be fair to say that this was really market driven really consumer driven i mean this was you know it's <laughs> often called a, a northeast style ipa because it kind of started there and um I when we when it first started hitting the shelves when it first started hitting some tap lines We talked to plenty of people on the show We talked to plenty brewers who kind of kind of scoffed at it a little bit kind of kind of turned their nose up at it But the demand was just there Yeah, people wanted it and people were buying it and it was flying off the tap lines. Absolutely. I mean me personally I think a lot of people know that uh, I wasn't really excited to
2: make these in the first place I'm a classically trained brewer kind of old school so you know, four or five years ago I would have sent a beer that looks like this back. But I also don't want to be like my dad and sound old and, and say <laughs> the, the kids don't know what they're doing and I'm slowly coming around to it. Guys like Keegan at Modest have really changed my mind and, and showed me what can be done with that style. Uh make it in a way that you can still make a beer consistently, you can make a beer with decent stability despite uh the fact that it, you know, may not look like a beer that I would normally make. So we're yeah. we're kinda of slowly getting into it and coming and around. I come
3: at it actually from a different perspective and so
2: you know i mean i I like to think of it as yeah
3: definitely a response to kind of consumer demand and and it makes a ton of sense too because you know i mean the the flavor profiles are like northeast ipas right you know i mean the the kind of hallmarks there are low bitterness you know that really kind of intense like juicy hot profile it's it's an easy beer for people to love you know i mean it's, it's got it's got a lot going on it's really satisfying and i mean if that's kind of once you get a taste of that and you're like holy cow this is really working for me and then you you just want you want to try as many as you can so that, i mean that, that really makes sense and it makes sense for us to kind of move in some of those directions as well
0: well and and you know i've you're not the uh, the only brewer ben that i've talked to who has been like nah you know, I'll brew it but I'm not it's not my thing, right? And and yeah, I Yeah, like,
2: but then I end up at Modest drinking like six of <laughs> them.
0: But I but I love I love that your that your perspective has has shifted, right? Because that's the the worst reason in the world to not do something is is because well we've always done it this way. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's the most, you know, regressive point of view ever is
3: yeah. Hey kids get off my lawn. right, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, No. We we don't want to do new things. We've just always done it this way and it's like you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to explore try new things to branch out and to to really have new opportunities and to break new ground if that's your point of view
2: yeah and it's been fun it's always a challenge too to like take on something and do it in a way we've never done it before uh, and obviously at Serial we've got um, really nice technology really nice equipment so we can do it in a way that hopefully will you know, be a stable consistent product as we continue to make them um, yeah. it's a lot of fun and we have the sensory department quality lab to look at it on the on the, the back end as well
3: and I always have an opportunity to learn something new yeah, too it's I mean awesome.
2: that's it's just a whole different
3: set of techniques a whole different uh, you know kind of quantitative and qualitative analysis too for how, how the beer ages how it's going to go i mean that informs other projects that we haven't even thought of yet down the road and, and i mean that's that's not to be discounted you know anytime you try something new you learn something new that's yeah great.
0: you know to back to the topic of the the style being recognized by the ba um do you think that part of that is in response to not just the popularity but the the popularity of the IPA category as a whole just being able to to speak to the popularity of that style and and to i guess really more than anything diversify the so you're not going to have next year at at great taste right instead of 1800 entrance into (laughs) ipa now you can split those off into you know another three additional categories into the ipa category right
2: it makes sense it's such a broad category i mean you can call furious an ipa you can call the beer that we're drinking right now it looks like orange juice an ipa they're very different flavor profiles very different aesthetics um so yeah we should have multiple categories within the the you know sub the the main category of of ipa it makes sense and an IPA, you know
3: looking at the the entire craft beer market as a whole right through the macro lens i mean ipas are so giant i mean all of the other beer styles combined make up roughly the, the the market for ipa solely right and i mean that's that's pretty crazy to think about i mean so you know most of the beer sold in the united States, most of the craft beer sold in the united states is going to be an ipa and then to kind of pigeonhole that into kind of tiny parameters you know it, it's it's just too too vast too broad to, to even consider doing that i think anymore
0: yeah so the the details and on the availability of of this beer uh where can folks get it and how long is going to be around
2: all right so this first beer is called galactic descent and this is a beer in a series that we have called intelligent design so this beer is actually designed by one of our brewers robbie denaway um intelligent design is a program where our brewers kind of in the order of tenure come up with their own recipe uh it's kind of a cool moment for jared and i because we can uh work with our brewers to not just develop a recipe but work on the naming the branding of it work on how we actually cost beers out look at the price of ingredients source ingredients all the way up to to the release of the beer so it's kind of a cool learning experience and on obviously on the flip side they get to make a beer um you know with the cooperation of jared and i so it's a beer hall only series um mm-hmm. we did 30 barrels of it we ended up with a roughly 50 some kegs so the only way to get it at this point is to come down to um Stirling beer hall and try it um so hazy ipa galaxy is the main hop in there um as the name would
0: um
2: juicy it's wonderful a little bitterness um looks exactly what you expect yeah i will uh, i would have a couple so, of those and yeah. definitely props to robbie he, he approached us with this beer style um worked at it, convinced us that he wanted to do it, and then um, really nailed it out of the park. Yeah, and it's really sort
3: of blown up for us here, too. It's been really popular. It's been uh, the best-selling beer in the beer hall the past couple of weeks in a row. So I, I wow. imagine it's probably the first of many to come from us in, yep. in this regard.
0: There you go. So if you want some of that Galactic Descent, get uh, get down here to the beer hall and, and grab some.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend doing that. It's delicious. <laughs>
0: should we uh, should move on to the next beer uh, we're going to talk yeah. about?
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, let's, gonna, well, let's tease the next beer. Oh, we're on a break. We are, we, are, we are up against a break. Right. right. Let's finish our uh, our Galactic Descents. Uh, what are we going to be drinking next we're going on uh, up to the fair state collaboration we actually did two of them this is the obscurity of purpose okay obscurity of purpose a fair state surly collaboration and coming up in uh, not the next segment but a little bit later on in the show we're going to be talking about pizza there you have it stick around this is the minnesota beer cast
0: Hey, it's Justice and Drew, and 2018 is shaping up to be a huge year for Minnesota politics, and it's more important than ever to stay informed. And that means more than
1: just grabbing some headlines off social media. You need the information, sure, but you also need perspective. And to hear directly from the people making the news, that's where we come in. Listen to Justice and Drew every morning from 6 to 9 to get all the major stories of the day, plus... It-
0: <laughs> we are on location. Recording on location. I I settled this a long time ago. No. You <laughs> insist on saying we're recording live. It's
1: just It just, it just flows out of my <laughs> mouth, I can't help
0: it. I don't know how you record not live, but <laughs> well, I'll show you one day. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see it. Keep pissing me off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are at the Surly Destination Brewery, the Surly Beer Hall upstairs, and their new uh, pizza place. By the way, this uh, it looks beautiful up here. Thanks, so excellent, much. excellent job. Um, you know, you guys, uh, you guys don't don't miss a detail. Really, the the, the brew hall, if for the small percentage of our listeners who haven't probably stopped by here and checked it out yet you uh, you know the brew hall's gorgeous uh, and this fits right in well, yeah
0: thanks, absolutely guys. this is uh this is fantastic so uh, up here you can get any beer you want you can get downstairs or is it a little different beer selection up here at pizza or how does it work we've got 10 taps at the bar and then
2: um, we're also focusing strongly with uh, our cans actually we don't have a lot of cans downstairs up here you can get a, a pizza and some canned beer the first tap beer will be up here um the regular course stuff and then we've got some specialty taps on um at the bar maybe some stuff you can't get downstairs even so there you uh, go
0: yeah Nice. I like it. And, of course, you have the uh, the very nice like patio also just uh, just off of the, uh, the the pizza establishment here, kind of outside. Uh, you can look out upon all the minions that are out in the beer garden enjoying <laughs> yeah. their beer. I, uh, I like that. That's, Laugh at that's them fantastic. while you're eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into some more of the beer. You guys have a really fun uh, collaboration with uh, the fine folks at Fair State. Uh, obscurity of purpose. Uh, and I guess the other side of that coin would be clarity of purpose, right? Why don't you walk us through
2: yeah it's a fun uh, experiment we had with nico we came up with two beers we made one at at Surly at brooklyn center brewery and then uh made one at fair state and ours is obscurity of purpose but nico and i and jared had talked for uh, quite a while back now uh in the bar nico had been making a bunch of hazy ipas already we were dabbling into it um slowly uh, on the recipe formulation side and you know we we're just kind of pondering i wonder if you could make that style beer but make it look brilliantly clear but mm-hmm. have that same nice flavor mouthfeel etc um so we kind of challenged ourselves to do that um and the surly version uh ironically is the hazy version of security of purpose so um lots of citra mosaic hops uh super juicy super fruity similar in look to the galactic descent we tried earlier yeah. um and ours is on draft uh, at the beer hall only Uh, The Fair State is doing Clarity of Purpose, uh, releasing next week in draft and as well in cans. There's a beautiful, sexy can that they're releasing.
0: So the idea is for you guys to brew identical batches and and see, compare, contrast, see see what the difference, see what the flavor of the haze is.
2: Yeah, so we did some different things process-wise. Originally, we set out kind of to both make the clear beer, and it it ended up uh, being more fun to have one hazy and one not and kind of being able to do them side by side. Obviously, two different breweries process stuff's a little bit different. We use slightly different yeast strains. Um, but I'm excited. I haven't had them side-by-side side yet, so it'll be interesting to see what the yeah, difference is. I was, yeah. was
0: yeah. going to ask for the spoiler, but now people are going to have to go <laughs> do their own
2: side-by-side. Side. Nico just centrifuged it yesterday, so I, had, I tried it out of the tank and it tasted great, but it's not the same until you really get it at the final point on drafter and can. So right. next week,
0: we're, we're going to do that. Do you have any any predictions? What do you think? Is there is there flavor in that haze, or does it make... Is it really just a feast for the eyes? I'm
2: sure there is. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a little bit different. I think there's some perce- perception stuff, too. I mean, you, you drink with your eyes a little bit. So if blindfold versus not blindfold, I wonder if there'd be any different. But Nico was here earlier this week trying this one, and he just kind of laughed and said everyone's probably going to buy more of the hazy one anyway.
0: <laughs> <but>. <laughs> we'll see. They're fun dudes. Uh, I really love the the guys over at Fair State. Yeah, we have a they're, lot of fun working with them. Yeah, but. they're a lot of really fun fun guys. Um, the uh, the collaboration thing is going off the rails here in Minnesota, especially people working together locally, and it has not always been that way. Um, as a consumer, I really love to see that trend um, you know you guys are working on stuff uh, there's the guys at barrel theory are working with the guys uh, um, you know up in big lake yep. there's a lot of stuff a lot of a lot of people crossing the streams i I really like that yeah
1: I'm a big fan I think it's yeah. a lot of fun and it, I think it speaks to the very uh, friendly nature of of what is a competitive industry i mean you're competing with fair state for shelf space and tap lines yep. but you still you know you recognize the value in in, in the collaboration and working together and uh it, how it you know enhances both of your brands i think i think it's wonderful it's
3: healthy too i mean i feel like it really adds to the vibe of the the beer scene here as a community i mean just you know kind of across the board It it doesn't do doesn't do well for anybody i mean kind of brewers are kind of at each other's throats. you know everybody's got their own experiences everybody's got their own background if you can learn something from somebody else and, and kind of partner up and it makes everybody better in the long run than it does when people are sitting in their own silos kind of
1: yeah uh, sticking to their old ways well but, it's that uh, you know the the all ships rise kind of theory yeah exactly you know, I tell you, yeah you, I, the, the craft beer industry seems to understand better than a, better than a lot of industries especially industries that are frankly as young as the craft beer industry still is that you know the better your competition does the better you'll do yeah you exactly. know if fair state's doing better that's good for surly when yep. when when Bauhaus is doing well that's good for fair state and so yep. on and so on and in the more the rest of the country thinks of you know
3: uh minnesota specifically and then the twin cities in particular being like a beer destination spot i mean that that that's great for everybody mm-hmm. definitely I mean, make, it strengthens everybody's brand
1: it, you know Makes, you know what you're doing more relevant on the national scale or the international scale great to that to that point um, how do you feel that how do you feel like Minnesota's reputation is in terms of a beer destination on that national scene I mean we're very close to it so it's yeah. you know it's really hard for us to sort of take that 30,000 foot view of it sure but there's you know there's a lot of areas around the country that are trying to get the attention of the craft beer consumer saying hey you know come here and check out all our great craft oh, breweries people yeah.
0: are advertising across the nation you know, yeah, absolutely. I know Nebraska is. Yeah. I know there are places who are. Hey, come check out our brewing scene. There are places yeah. like Virginia and the Carolinas who are giving yeah. grants and incentives to yeah. have brewers I, come. I, I, build. I actually
3: just moved to Minnesota a couple of months ago from Asheville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. right? And so Asheville is you oh, know was love one area. of the beer city USA for a number of years, and yeah, I mean really promotes the kind of beer tourism uh, and is supported by the state and supported by the municipality, and it's it's a thing. Um, I, I think still. The beer scene here uh, in the Twin Cities, particular, is, is still a little overlooked by the, the national scene, and I feel like the, the the stronger the community gets here, the stronger the beers that are being put out, and the bigger the reputation that they get. That's only going to get better and better and better
0: over over time. I mean, that's it's so, one of those things. You know? so having come from a place like like Asheville, do you think it's it's about quality? Do you think it's about uh, consumer engagement? Do you think it's about uh, engaging with the municipalities, uh, what do you what do you think needs to happen for uh, Minnesota to be, I guess, looked at at that next level of of reputation?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's all of those things to be perfectly fair. And I mean, think you know, in a place like Asheville, I mean, Asheville since you know even the the nineteenth century is it was always thought of as like a vacation destination. You know, people from Atlanta and Charleston would go to the mountains because frankly, it's just cooler there,
0: right? <laughs> you know, and it is in other
3: places in the south you know and so people would go there to kind of to begin with and then people started seeing the the craft beer movement really take hold there and and the popularity expanded by a whole bunch and and so it it made sense to kind of roll in the messaging there that hey you know we're this is a you know kind of a beer mecca and i think that there's a lot so much to offer from the outside you know looking looking in for people who want to come to the twin cities for whatever whatever reason or, or minnesota in general and i mean that beer is really the icing on the cake and you come here and you, know, you find really great restaurants, you find really great kind of outdoor activities and cultural activities and all of the things that draws people from the outside in and then on top of that you have a really great beer scene that you're willing to kind of invest the, the time and the effort to promote. I mean that's that's a win-win.
0: Yeah, yeah so my, my takeaway was those last two sentences, a great beer scene that you want to take the time to invest in and promote uh, and, and maybe that's Maybe that's the, the missing key, is that I don't see that that from maybe the, the municipalities who are willing True. to yeah. invest in and, and promote in the local craft brewing well, scene.
1: who do you think the burden of promoting Minnesota's beer scene to other places, like, you know, say New England, say colorado say carolina you know who 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 is who does that burden fall upon who who should be out there telling all these other areas hey come here and check out surly check out summit check out all these amazing uh craft breweries and 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 tap rooms that we have here in not just the twin cities but the entire state i mean there's some amazing beer being made in this state Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good question. Maybe you know, write your address your letters to uh, visit Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, in
3: in, in Asheville, I can speak to that a little bit. I mean, they they have a really strong local guild in Asheville. This is the Asheville Brewers Alliance that was really big. Uh, The North Carolina Craft Brewers Guild, which is the statewide alliance, that did a lot of good work and specifically working with you know lawmakers. And I mean, I think Mm -hmm. that's that's a really nice key there because you think of how many jobs are created. Think of how many tax dollars go into yeah. the economic pool and think of you know how much you know people people come and, and, and kind of leave that money here in the, oh, in the yeah. area. I mean that's that's something that regardless of your political affiliation you can get behind jobs well paying jobs yeah.
1: uh, jobs in a kind of maker crafted community that's yeah, yeah it's a great place to be. Absolutely. All right, we are uh, up against a break, and uh, and during this last segment, two pizzas have been delivered to our table, and they oh, smell amazing. Finally, the pizza segment. So, uh, <laughs> So we're going to take a break. We're going to chow down on some pizza. We're going to finish off our, uh, our obscurity of purpose. What are we going to be drinking next, guys?
2: Next, I think we've got uh, Cut Down, which is a collaboration with former
1: Minnesota Twins, Glenn Perkins, just in time for... Uh, season opener, which is going on uh, as we speak. All right. We will uh, we'll, we'll pour some cut-down IPA. We'll, uh, we'll chow down on some pizza, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes right here on the Minnesota Beercast. From the Cremation Society of Minnesota Weather Center, a few showers in the area tonight, changing over to snow late. Slushy couple of inches of accumulation in the north metro where winter weather advisories have been issued. Temps drop back into the 20s and stay there tomorrow windy as well. I'm meteorologist Mace Michaels on Twin Cities News Talk. A.M. 1130. During the break, to, uh, to munch on a couple slices. Oh, buddy. We had, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but we had uh, a little bit of, of uh, the Beast. Yeah. And a little bit of the I'm Your Daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were both uh, amazing, really good.
0: Yeah, well let's, well, let's run through these pizzas here, because you just gave the names, but you did not give an accurate well, I description.
1: Figured, I, I figured we, we, we would get into the details a little bit later, but go ahead. Why, so need, why you want to wait? These are... These are phenomenal. He's so the, ready.
0: The, the, the beast is uh, described as south of the border flavor, heads north. So it's chili marinated smoked pork, grilled pickled red onions, salsa verde, radish, uh, queso Oaxaca, and cojita cheese. And uh, it it is lovely. It's, it's a little heat. Uh, it's a little savory. Yeah. Uh, you get some of that cheese. And, man, I, I'm... I mean yeah. well well done right now,
1: well done with the heat you know mm-hmm. i mean it, it, finding that finding that balance of 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 heat is is tricky, and yep. that was perfect that was right on right on the money
0: yep. The other one we had was uh, the, um, what was it, the I'm I'm Your Daddy? Daddy. I'm Your Daddy. Yeah. And that is the... at
1: it, and I looked at it, and I thought, oh, it's pepperoni pizza. It's a fun one to order,
0: too. (laughs) 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 I think you have to order it like Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your daddy, and what does he do? (laughs) It's uh, what happens when spicy and sweet converge. Right. So it's uh, pepperoni. It it tricked me,
1: because I thought I was just eating a pepperoni pizza. Yeah. 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 Sweet
0: and hot peppers. Yeah. Burnt honey. Red sauce and mozzarella. And, and I think everybody at the table agreed that the, the key to this is the burnt honey, right, guys? Yeah, yeah.
3: absolutely. That yeah. Little, little hint of sweetness it pulls back the spiciness, but it adds a whole different dimension to the, the pie. That I mean, it's not there. It cuts through the salt, cuts through
2: some of the fat from the cheese. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. It's, it's good. cool. It's subtle, but it really just makes the pizza. Yeah,
0: yeah well, it's, it's the thing that we talk about when it comes to, to beer or, or anything else in life where you've got to have – two sides to the coin the yin and the yang the yeah. the sweet and the, and the and the savory right where if you have if you have those two things playing against each other that balance that's that's what kind of if you can if you can take it all in as a whole it yeah. gives, gives you the complete package mm-hmm. i've never had burnt honey before in my life i don't know when i'm going to have is it again is that a
1: thing you can buy or are you buying honey I and don't burning know it? Anything? About i them. think
2: we're uh <laughs> taking the honey and probably burning it ourselves. We, actually have, we, we have bees here, so a lot of the honey we're using, we're, we're harvesting ourselves too, which is cool. That's sweet. Um, yeah it's a lot of fun
0: cool <laughs> that was a hunting joke
2: yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you uh what else have you guys had as far as pizza here i mean you guys are kind of coming out of beta testing and there's a, a big grand opening happening um when is the grand opening
2: uh it's it's friday
0: um as you're listening the 30th
2: of march yeah correct? as you're listening it's yep. grand
0: opening yep. get get down to silly pizza order you yeah, so, so if
2: you're listening right now it's tonight yep. um, yeah And we are open. uh, Once we're open, we're open every night, uh, 4 o'clock to close. And then also Saturday and Sunday, we'll be open for lunch starting
0: at noon. So what have you guys had for for pizza? I mean, we just had a couple of them, but I'm assuming you guys have gone through the menu. I've had all of them. We've had all of (laughs) them at this point.
2: It's it's a little bit of everything. Um, Work is so hard. Yeah, yeah. man. it's (laughs) it's Kind of a tough job if you can get it. The fun part is all the pizzas are named after pop culture movies uh, or TV shows, mostly movies, but like the Spicoli. Right. Uh, it's an obvious one, the Walter White. Another obvious one, uh, Mama Fratelli. If you're of my generation, that should be pretty obvious. <laughs> and then a couple not so obvious ones, um, but it, it, it's kind of a fun thing to come in and look at the names and try to see if you can figure
0: out what what movie or TV show it came from. So, wh- which has been the the one that you guys enjoyed most. I think out of yeah. the two that we... Definitely. I'd have a tough time yes. picking just out of the two that we did.
3: Yeah, I mean, I see, I, I'm Your Daddy seems to be a, a perennial favorite with the staff, that's The staff for sure. favorite yeah. is I'm Your Daddy. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's so many of the, the kind of outside ones. The, the Walter White, uh, which is a white pizza with potatoes on it. I mean, that's pretty... Uh, pretty right in the the wheelhouse in new haven style i mean they're famous for white pizzas and like clam yeah. pizzas and potato things like that and so that that's that's pretty traditional i really like that one quite a bit i like the uh mama fratelli which is a really mushroom forward pizza if you're oh, into yeah. mushrooms that that's a uh, that's one for one for yeah. you for sure for
0: sure yeah you know it's it's funny you bring up the like the white style um i'm not a big fan of tomato especially your traditional american super sweet mm-hmm. super yeah. yeah, right. um, over spiced pizza sauce right i we do pizza at the house every once in a while and the last one we did i didn't use any tomato whatsoever just yeah. a little little garlic a little olive oil put some arugula on there um a little prosciutto um and you're good to go a little cheese. Yeah.
2: yeah i think our pizzas are almost half and half um red sauce and then not i mean uh The beats that we had as like a salsa verde base. There's a couple with more of a cream base, uh, olive oil base, and uh, it's nice to have the option of of either. Yeah,
0: for sure. So, have you guys resisted any, I guess, uh, um, feedback when it comes to, I guess, having non-traditional pizzas offered here? Um,
2: I mean, it's still soft opening, right? So we've got a lot of internal feedback. We've got a couple of guests in, Um, so we've done a lot of internal kind of. Paneling and suggesting different things, but I think the real test will come tomorrow night when we open.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Six months from now. Yeah. Make your yeah. prediction. Yeah. What's going what's to be the best seller? I think I'm your I'm Daddy. Sure I'm your daddy's yeah.
3: going to win there, but I think Spicoli's probably number two. Yeah. I mean, okay. th-
1: those are both more on the traditional
3: end than the, the non traditional, but they, they're really both surprising in their own specific way. I mean, the Spicoli, the salsa that's in there has a really uh, distinct kind of fennel bite to it, so
2: it's got that just subtle hit of black licorice, but that really puts it over the top for me. Yeah, I, I think one thing to note too is that we don't just have pizza. Uh, we've got a raw bar, so oysters, fresh raw. We've also got baked oysters. Yep. A um, few different salads that are amazing. Uh, yeah, you got an arugula
0: salad, which uh, and a bunch of apps.
2: So it's not just pizza. Desserts. There's a little bit of
0: everything. Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got, got a darkness a, a tiramisu. Darkness yes. tiramisu.
1: A classic Italian cookie. Yeah, the cheesecake cheese is legit, legit. man. I mean, that's uh
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, we did uh, ask for some uh, um, a few oysters, so those may be. Uh, coming here towards the end of this segment. so yeah, I'm a sucker
2: uh, for oysters, so I'm pretty yeah, me stoked. Too, yeah. yeah. You got a baba ghanoush? That's, yep. nice. that's That's also wonderful. That's, that's
0: the funnest word in food. Yeah. <laughs> Bar none. If you, I, just, I don't even know that, what that baba ghanoush is. Yeah, right. I love that one, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I want the baba ghanoush and, uh, and the ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of can't not say it with an accent, too. We're, yeah. we're, what do you
1: have yeah. an Italian accent? Yeah. <laughs> Neither of them are Italian. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. even remote.
0: <laughs> we should talk about the beer that we're drinking with this pizza. Well, hold on. We'll pause before we get to the beer. I want to talk about what makes the pizza distinctly distinct. The 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 fact that you guys are not doing the the Neapolitan pizza that people are really into, or the American style, uh, you know, oversweetened tomato sauce base that we talked about earlier. What it's it's a Hartford style. What makes it Hartford style?
2: What we've been saying is char rules everything around me. <laughs> it's kind of the char it's not burnt but there's a slight char to it the crust it's not super thin it's not thick it's just got a, a lovely um
0: is there a misunderstanding when it comes to char
2: yeah i think a lot Absolutely. of people think burnt yeah. and that's yeah. not true the char is just a, a gentle charring of the outside of the crust it has uh, a lot of flavor Yeah, that's a sure lot has. Of, flavor. A of flavor yeah,
3: and, it, and it adds you know that that little bit of uh like slight astringency almost that it kind of Mm -hmm. helps to balance again like the the, the fat and the the acidity and the salt and all the other stuff i mean it's it really is that kind of perfect undercurrent to carry the pizza
2: and and one fun fun thing about the crust is uh we're a brewery right so we've got endless supplies of yeast so we're we're using our house ale yeast to make the dough and it's about a four-day process to uh let the dough rise and ferment before it's being used um and that's quite a bit different than some uh, other places too. It's like that actual fermentation process of raising the dough and letting it sit. Four days is a long time, yeah. Especially when you think about the throughput that we're going to have at Surly. Um, but I think that also makes it unique and gives it that extra flavor, extra special aspect of the pizza itself.
0: And, and is any spent grain being used in the in the crust as well, or is nope. it just straight
2: up yeast? Yep. Yeah. Nope. He's got... I can't remember the the flour supplier Chef Ben's using, but it's a special kind of flour that he's found. It's
0: really not the best. It's really tough to use spent grain in pizza crust. It does not lend itself very well. As a a really not good home brewer, I've tried to use spent grains in even just like whole grain bread, and a little goes a long way, and even then and it's tough we've had good luck with monkeys with the
3: texture too yeah it's kind of weird
0: yeah it's not it's not the best like it's great to to be able to reuse the that product and it feels good to you know not throw that out, to not waste it, right? But you're yeah. better off making dog treats and, and things I, like I'd that. I'd rather
2: sell it to the farmer, have them feed it to their cows or pigs, and then buy the cows and pigs from the farmer. There I think that, that seems yeah. to be a better yeah. uh, sausage, cycle for me. More sausage, there, yeah. more beef.
0: I yeah. can get behind that. I can get behind yeah. that. Well, let's, I think we're coming up on another break here. We are
1: coming up on a break, and we haven't even uh, gotten to the cut-down IPA right. yet because the pizza was just so spectacular <laughs> that uh, we couldn't stop talking about it. Sorry. I want to come here and try all the pizzas. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that. That's my goal for the summer. I think. Well, well
0: next segment we're going to talk oysters. We're going to talk the cut down, and we're going to talk about the the collaboration with First Avenue, the the plus one beer.
1: Fantastic! All, <laughs> All right, coming stick up. around.
0: Final segment of the Minnesota
1: Beer Cast. Right after this.
0: Hey, it's Justice and Drew, and 2018 is shaping up to be a huge year for Minnesota politics, and it's more important than ever to stay informed. And that means more than just
1: grabbing some headlines off social media. You need the information, sure, but you also need perspective.
2: And to hear directly from
1: the people making the news, that's where we come in. Listen to Justice and Drew every morning from 6 to 9 to get all the major stories of the day, plus... um... (laughs) I think we're just going to come here every week. I think we found the new studio <laughs> for the Minnesota Beer Cast. During the break. You guys just, are always welcome. <laughs> just to catch you guys up. Uh, last segment, we were talking about pizza. During the break, we had a couple of trays of oysters yeah, buddy. delivered to the table. And I'm going to be honest. I've uh, never been a big oyster fan. I've never been like, I don't hate them. I don't dislike them or anything. You know, It's just it's not my go-to. I rarely would order them. Those were delicious,
0: yeah, they were, so we had uh, two different varieties of oysters. We had the um, the raw oysters and the baked oysters uh, on the half shell and they they were both. Fantastic. Yeah. So I squirted a little lemon juice uh, on my raw oyster, and then just had the uh, the baked oyster, uh, some some herbs in there, um, and some some garlic parmesan butter. Um, it's fantastic. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, so I had a little bit of the uh, the cut down with mine, and some of the uh, the First Avenue Plus One, and both uh, pretty pretty. I guess approachable beers is a good way to put a describer on it. I'll, I'll let you describe the beers, Ben. They're uh, right. both uh, your labors of love. So let's start with uh, the Cutdown since that's been the, um, I guess, the, the most timely of, of beers is that one's just uh, just coming out now.
2: Correct. So two more collaborations. Uh, Cutdown's a great one. I'm a huge baseball guy. Baseball, for me, signifies the end of winter. It's kind of a rebirth. It's the time of the year that I kind of come out of that post-winter funk. Yeah. Um, And I've just always been a big baseball fan. So, Um, flip side, Glenn Perkins, right? Former Minnesota Twin, All-Star Closer, uh, Minnesota native, grew up in Stillwater, um, and a huge, avid craft beer fan, uh, home brewer. He has a little nano brewery in his... um, Basically got a barn on his property. Uh, <laughs> so you, he, he you just, told
0: you told me it's it's essentially a, a brewery you've yeah, got at his house. It's
2: pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, only, I've only seen pictures. Hopefully we can go out there and brew out it. Uh, but he had you know announced his retirement and posted a tweet maybe a couple months ago that you know he's gonna sit at home, homebrew, uh, work out his barbecue skills. Uh, he's a bit woodworker, so we'll, uh, do some of that. So we reached out to him, uh, one of our employees, Stu, um uh, kind of had a connection to him, so kind of put us in, in touch. And he came out and had some beers with Bill, myself, and Stu, and we just chatted about beer. And, uh, first time I'd ever met him, really nice guy. Um, really excited to be here and we approached about uh him about making a beer for the home opener which is next week um and he jumped at the idea so from there it's like well what are we going to do and he started talking about some of his experiences some of his recipes um so we decided just to work on one of his original homebrew recipes um that sounded great kind of a classic ipa base Mm -hmm. um two row a little bit of honey malt a little bit of crystal malt Uh, Then a bunch of American hops, Centennial, um, Amarillo, Citra. He used a a blend of hops, so he changed that up a little bit and scaled it up for our system. But the actual recipe is honestly very true to to his original one. so came up to Brooklyn Center a few weeks ago. We brewed. I uh, hung around all day. Actually, brought his glove and played catch with a bunch of our team. Which
3: those yeah, guys were incredibly were nice, dude. I mean, just like so into the process. And I mean, yeah that's it's really cool to fun hear. To, like it's, hang out and just to chat with. It and you know, it's, yeah, it's always great. nice
0: to meet you know celebrities and, and athletes who aren't total. <laughs> you know celebrities and <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah no yeah no nah, you he just walked really, in really you'd have cool no guy. clue yeah. um
0: because there are there are people where you know you come across them and it's like boy you know you don't always want to meet your heroes right yeah, no, it's exactly. kind of
2: and it's you know it, it was a true collaboration we went back and forth quite a bit on the recipe yeah. about the process and when he was at the brewery like asking just a lot of questions so yeah um i think it was just a lot of fun uh, on both sides i think he had a great time obviously we had a great time with glenn um it was really fun, kind of forging
0: that relationship. And so, what's the uh, what's the I guess the shelf life looking like on this beer? It's a thirty barrel batch.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's an IPA. It's pretty standard, uh, a little bit more uh, traditional than some of the beers we had earlier, but it tastes great. Uh, it's kind of in between, like uh, overrated and furious in terms of color. So it's got a little bit of a, an amber orange hue mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, But it's a draft-only beer. We made a very small amount, so it'll probably be in and out of market pretty quick. We're going to debut it next week, Um, Wednesday. I think it's April 4th. We're doing a bar crawl. Uh, I think there's still spots Glenn's coming with, so... Go to surlybrewing.com if you want to come drink beer uh, with Glenn Perkins and the rest of us.
0: Darby's, uh, Smack Shack, Runyon's, McKenzie's, Bulldog, Butcher and the Boar, um, and then it'll be available at the home opener April 5th. Yeah, yeah. Right,
2: right around the park. We've <laughs> got it in Target Field. Uh, yeah. Stephen Davis, it's funny, he's walking in right now, uh, <laughs> sold, sold some cakes into uh, Target Field, so um, I'm not sure where exactly, I think Metropolitan Club, uh, which is now open to the general public, uh, but we'll have more details on, on our website and Facebook.
0: Well, I'm and sure. the inspiration for this beer was uh johnny cash song which was kind of his yeah his when, walkout music if right? you
2: guys have seen glenn perkins walk on to, to target field in the ninth inning uh when the twins are up by one run um two outs you know it's it's one of those moments and that song plays and you just get goosebumps and it's insane he comes on and
0: uh 99 of 100 times you know shuts it down uh game over twins win Yeah. Um, that's awesome! I saw you guys are, are brewing a, a beer with Glenn Perkins, inspired by I, I Johnny Cash board. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, you know, <laughs> going to be able at the home opener. And I'm like, this has got it's just if, such a perfect connection. If there's, if there's bacon somehow involved in this beer, I'm yeah. just I'm gonna yeah. keel yeah. over and it was, die. It's funny we like, kind
2: of screwed up the execution of it, but our thought was that when Glenn walked into the Brooklyn Center Brewery the day we brewed, we would dim the lights, have a fog machine, and play that song. <laughs> Turns out Glenn's super punctual, showed up a half hour early, so it kind of messed that up. <laughs> but, um, I've Glad he showed up early. Uh, we had a lot of fun that day, and, but um, oh, yeah. Yeah, was that's pretty awesome.
0: exciting. Yeah, and one of the best uh, music videos of all time, too. Yes. If, uh, oh yeah! If you have never seen the yeah. video, go go look it up. And one of the uh, the really cool, fun things you guys did with the beer is, uh, of course, it's the cut down, but you guys thought it with a K and turned it around backwards, yep. like he's <laughs> like he's ringing them up. So that's that's a, a really nice touch. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of
2: level cool with this beer. It's just yeah. really
0: exciting. Yeah, layer upon layer of of awesomeness with this beer. Good luck. Good luck ever topping. It. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how you're gonna do it. Yeah, well, we made a beer at first Ave. Oh, you know what? I guess I guess we have three minutes left in the show. We might as well talk about the first Ave beer. Um, it's called Plus One. Yeah. Yep. For me, this is
2: honestly it's it's on the same level i've been going to first staff since i was 15 years old i played a lot of bands in my 20s was able to play at the club play some of their other venues um and to kind of come full circle and add the surly brand to the first Ave experience to me is a career moment like that's that's one of those things for me it's gonna be hard to top and they've been so fun to work with we first pitched the beer probably about eight months ago but we've been talking to them about making a beer for a couple years now um and to finally see that can out in market to be at the release shows uh last week at first ave um 7th street and turf club was was kind of unreal it's a beautiful black matte can with the first ave logo our logo black top uh super sexy super cool and it's just a gold nail so we we basically went to nate uh to pitch the beer and mark had said we just want a, a beer that you can drink three or four of at the show get excited uh if you're a Coors Light fan if you're a Furious fan whatever you drink this is a beer that you can have no uh, that, that was the the whole impetus of it
0: No, know it's it's beautiful and it's uh it it works well. You've got the stars on there. Of course, it's a Tall Boy. If you've ever uh, been to a show at First Avenue, and why why haven't you been? If you haven't, um, you know it's it's iconic in, in Minnesota. Um, you know you you go up and you get at least two Tall Boys because you don't want to stand in that line <laughs> again, right? So we've been there. So you, you, get, you get a couple Tall Boys, and you go back to the pit and, and watch your show. Um, and and it's great that you guys are now a part of that history. And that experience, and yeah, it's a, and it's, it's a
1: it's a really good pairing. It's a really perfect. I'm pairing. Glad I don't have and to, and it's a really tasty beer. It uh, paired amazing with the oysters. I'm glad yes, I don't I have
0: had. to get the uh, the PBR anymore. <laughs> I can get I can get myself a, a surly and, and enjoy a, a rock and roll show. Yeah, that's really. one of
3: my favorite things about the beer too. And I mean, you're you're gonna pair it with a venue and the thing that 's special about that is I mean, you think about the experience it's I mean every time you think about going to a show there, you think about the time that you went with your friends and the, the good the good event that you have and like and to be able to have a beer that 's not necessarily the, the beer 's not the reason you 're there, but it makes being there a little bit better, and that 's kind of the whole thought behind. You know, making this and making a, a sort of approachable golden ale—it's supposed to be that kind of icing on the top of an already perfect night, that, yeah. that like perfect experience of going out and you know enjoying the show and having. You'll be able to find uh, plus one at, at liquor stores. Yeah, plus one's going to hit the market uh, uh, April second, I believe, and so it's going to be rolling out uh, all across the area here soon. So keep
1: keep your eye out for it. When you approached First Avenue, did you have a beer in mind, or did you approach First Avenue um, so we want to work together, and then it was a collaboration from? there this is the beer we had in mind um i'm a good fan of options so we brought them three beers
2: but this is the one that we put the bet on, and they that's smart they they agreed that's smart yeah (laughs) Yeah. here
0: here we want to do something with you here's have some choices yeah we gave
2: a few options but this is the one we were hoping for and um Kind of figure that they would jump onto because it's so approachable, but still um, a lot of flavor, um, just an interesting great beer. Well,
0: and, and just economically speaking, if you if you're a venue that wants to sell beer, sell yeah. a lot of beer, you're gonna you're gonna have a beer that's 5.1 exactly. percent beers that you can you can do multiples of that. You're not gonna you're gonna be able to sustain yourself throughout the evening and stay hydrated. Yep. I like and
3: the, it, and a little Easter egg on the can too, which I really like is the 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 gold star, the Prince Gold Star. It's a golden ale. I mean, R.I.P.
1: You know, Exactly. <laughs> A cool connection too it's exactly. awesome Absolutely. well unfortunately we are out of time i mean right. we could spend the next three hours here. i'm going to okay. <laughs> i'm going to You want <laughs> to shut off the you mic want just keep going? there's a couple oysters left there's All still right. left. some more beer. beer yeah exactly yeah. yeah. exactly well thanks well, thank thank for coming so out guys much. yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah for i really, really appreciate it. Coming out. Our, our pleasure uh, get here and try obscurity of purpose get here and try galactic descent the uh, pizza place if you're listening to this on friday night is open if you're listening to this on podcasts, well, it's still open. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and the one beer we didn't talk about, the, uh, the El Shingon, um, it's, uh, it's, brewed with uh, Callaway who used to be here uh, he was back in town brewed a special beer you want to hit it real quick Ben uh, Imperial dark Mexican
2: lager Cal's brewing down in Baja in Mexico right now um, so it's fitting to do a Mexican lager um, and then make it black and then double it so uh, we had a lot of fun it was great <laughs> seeing <Certainly> Cal again <laughs> um, Cal is the first brewer Todd Haug uh, hired back in the day um, moved on about six years ago but it was great to have him back in the
0: house there you have it. it thanks so nice much for having us we will catch Good you next time on the Minnesota beer cast have, have a great
1: Great weekend, everybody. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. And Thanks, and This man.
0: little song is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer. It
2: makes me a jolly good
3: fellow.